Hey Freedomists, you are listening to the official last episode of Quest for Freedom. I know I might be springing this on you as a bit of a surprise, but sometimes you have a moment over a weekend where you make a decision that feels like a weight has lifted from your shoulders and is also the right decision at the right time. So to give you a little bit of context, this May 2018 marks seven years in a row of podcasting. I can't actually believe it's seven years. So I was uh, looking at my strategy and my editorial content calendar and looking at the podcast lined up and thinking about batching them. And there was this little uh, in my sort of demeanor that was like, oh, okay, I better go and record some more episodes. And even though recently I've been getting some wonderful messages, thank you so much to those of you emailing messaging and just shouting out and saying you're really enjoying the content both on my podcast and my vlog and my newsletters because as a full-time content creator and producer since 2010 the only reason I do this is to motivate to inspire and to give value to you so if you keep listening if you keep reading if you keep watching then that makes the work that I do so worthwhile. But seven years, I realized it was seven years ago to this very month that I started my podcast, The Suitcase Entrepreneur, as it was named then, and went on to produce 300 episodes. So essentially what I've done is I've actually written a little celebration post called What Seven Years of Podcasting Has Taught Me. And I wanted to write it because I'm sure I could just ad lib and talk like I often do on this podcast, but I wanted to get some of these facts down pat and also I got to dive deep into my podcasting archives. I got to look at some of the previous interviews. I got to go through the 48 episodes on the Quest for Freedom podcast that I've recorded. And I got to really reminisce about seven years of podcasting. So obviously, this is a pretty big decision that I made this weekend to end my podcast without any fanfare or second guessing. And what started out as monthly back on May 16th, 2011 turned into twice a month around late 2012 and at the end of 2013 my podcast went weekly. By 2015 I decided to up my game and go twice a week with one interview with an awesome entrepreneur and one as I called it Freshen 15 which was a 15 minute show with my own tips and by August 2016 I hit 1 million downloads which was a pretty awesome achievement for me and a show of wonderful support from my listeners and the Suitcase Entrepreneur community. But note that that was five years and three-ish months before getting a million downloads. So for those of you who have just started, for those of you who are a couple of years in, stick with it. Like you are producing content that is valuable to the people who are listening. That may be small, that may be large, but at the end of the day, you are being of service and you are putting out great value. As I wrote in an article when I hit a million downloads, here's what I put. My first guest was the lovely Colleen Wainwright from Communicatrix, and the interview, from my side at least, was pretty mediocre. I actually listened to that because it's also a YouTube video, and she's great, but I just, I just, I don't really think I had great questions. My timing was a little off. The next person I think I went on to talk to in that series, at least, was Danielle Laporte. In episode four, I convinced Laura Roder to talk about the art of not doing everything yourself. She was so ahead of her time already. And from there, I was off and running. At its peak, 40,000 Freedomists tuned in from all over the world every month. So I was getting 40,000 downloads a month. That has varied throughout the time. 
And uh, currently I think it's about 10,000 downloads. Nobody ever really talks about their downloads that much until they hit these mega numbers, but I was really happy with that. However, for the first probably 6 to 12 months, it was like a 1,000 or less every month, and it just felt like, okay, you know, I'm making progress, but it was hard slog. And to date, I think we're just actually, because I switched providers from Libsyn over to Pippa, I switched them about three months ago, so I did keep all my data from Libsyn. I think to date, my podcast has had 1.8 million downloads, which blows my mind. I'm going to have my wonderful Angeline update that number, uh, but around that. So check the post over at nataliesisson.com forward slash 49, as in the 49th and final episode out of 349 in total. I know that many of my peers have podcasts that do that number of downloads in a few months, and that is staggering, the audiences that they've built, but I'm proud of that result for me, plus 200 plus five-star reviews, and I think there might actually be more, because if you're in iTunes US and you leave a review, it doesn't show if you're in iTunes Canada, and if you're in iTunes New Zealand, it doesn't show any of the other ones, so you have to go to every single iTunes in each country to see the final cumulative total. And in late 2013, my podcast was nominated and made a top 10 finalist in the business category at the Podcast Awards, which was pretty awesome. That was uh, community ranked, and it consistently ranked in the top 100 category for business and iTunes. In fact, one time it was in the top, well, it was in the top 100, but it was in like the top 20, and somebody had taken a screenshot of that, and my podcast was in it, and they're like, hey, Natalie, look, and I was like, how do I not know this stuff? Like, I'm not one of those people who ever checked consistently where I was sitting, and maybe That is part and parcel with why podcasting to me was just a medium that I loved and still love, but it was never all about being the biggest and the best. It was, oh, it was so much more than that. It was about diligently turning up every single week once I went weekly, crafting stories, creating content. And when I was in suitcase entrepreneur mode, my weekly podcast was an interview with an awesome entrepreneur. And these entrepreneurs were super successful. They were digital nomads, they were location independents, they were running really great businesses. It included Michael Hyatt, Amy Porterfield, Pam Slim, Chris Gillibo, Pat Flynn, Jamie Masters, Chris Ducker, Jill and Josh Stanton, Nisha Moodley, Josh Turner, Mark Manson, Nick Loper, and Denise Duffield-Thomas, to name but a few, which uh, is just incredible. So a few podcasting benefits that I wrote about in that article when I had a million downloads, so I thought I'd just read them out. I love podcasting, is what I put, and I do. I enjoy it, and it works for my natural talents. I like to talk a lot, and I like to interview all types of people, treat it like a casual conversation, and bring out the best in them so they can share their stories far and wide. It's a fantastic community-building tool. I love my freedomers who listen in every week and then meet me in person to tell me how much they enjoy the show and then I sound exactly like I do on my podcast and their engagement and feedback makes my day, it really does. I've met so many cool people. I think World Domination Summit was the first time somebody ran up to me and went, Natalie, I love your podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, a real listener in person because when you're sitting here with just your microphone, you simply don't know who's listening, how they're reacting, what expressions they have on their face, whether they're going, oh, yeah, that's a good point, or oh, really, Natalie, or laughing, or hopefully not crying, but, you know, you just don't know how people are receiving it. And in that way, it can be quite isolating until you get the feedback. Uh, Thirdly, I put it's a fantastic business marketing tool. I've indirectly traced more revenue thanks to listeners telling me that they sign up to a program or a retreat or a mastermind because of hearing me talk about it on my podcast. I've also increased my email list 
thanks to people who opted in to get my bonus podcast guides. It's an excellent way to engage with and partner with sponsors. I've been fortunate to have a host of amazing sponsors over the years like 99designs, HostGator, Upwork, Scross and more. Some I approached, others approached me and it's been a brilliant source of revenue to not only fund the cost of running a podcast but as a revenue stream all in itself. On this last point about podcast sponsors, they can actually make a real difference to covering the considerable costs of running a podcast. Sure, you can start out like I did with my laptop, Skype, and no fancy microphone and do just fine. But I outsourced editing within the first month knowing this wasn't where I wanted to spend my time. And it was a brilliant investment. Over time, as I've learned more and done more with my podcast, it's meant hiring more people to help with the show notes, content upgrades, formatting, images, and hosting. Our standard operating procedure for editing and producing a podcast, which is also a full Asana template for our team now, by the way, is impressive and something I'm so proud we've built. But it sure does take time, effort and money. And I asked Rolly, who's editing this very podcast and who's been my amazing editor since January 2014, to total his hours worked on my podcast. And it's approximately 1200 plus hours to date. Whew. Now, sponsors were a big part of helping out with the cost of producing a podcast. And that cost, by the way, is, I think, underestimated by a lot of people starting out. So that's why sponsorships are so freaking useful. And to date, I have earned over $100,000 US in sponsorships, which also blows my mind and has been an absolute privilege and honor because... Not only is that amazing, the relationships you forge with the sponsors are really great. And then there's the flip side that you have sponsor shout outs on your show, which I know for a lot of podcasters is not, I don't know, sometimes it doesn't align with where you're at. And you can definitely run podcasts without sponsors, as I've proven, but you have to be um, ready to make the commitment and invest upfront or make sure that it converts into real revenue through your business for you. Because otherwise, it is not free, like many people think it is. So I will say that podcast guests really make for a great show, if that's the podcast format that you've gone with. I've had the privilege to interview some amazing guests when it was a suitcase entrepreneur, and these people have made a huge difference to the quality of my shows, my reach, and also my credibility in many ways. And while I never assumed those I interviewed would share my show, although many did, just being able to put their name as a guest on my podcast would give me instant kudos. And it will work for you too if that's what you're doing. I also loved interviewing those folks who were up and coming or just doing really cool stuff, but they weren't big names or influencers because frankly, they were in the thick of it all and told it as it really was. And their stories in my mind, and thanks to my listeners, resonated even more because they were relatable. So here are some of the top 10 actually ranked suitcase entrepreneur podcasts of all time. One of them, well, number one is Master the Art of Being a Professional Speaker and Author with Hugh Culver. Just shot through the roof that one and uh, got a lot of SEO goodness. How to balance multiple projects and build your email list with Natalie Lucier. How to profit from your passion and publish multiple books with Farnoosh Brock. Sell yourself without selling out. How to get more clients with Matthew Kimberley. Own less and live more by becoming minimalist with Joshua Becker. How Pat Flynn makes 50k a month from blogging, niche sites and being nice. I think he's on a lot more than that now. Uh, brand building using your sassy personality and F-bombs with Ashley Amberjay. How to be social media savvy with Scott Stratton. And how to raise your family, live your dream and see the world with Greg Denning. Those are just a handful. 
So I finished my Suitcase Entrepreneur interview series on episode 300, and I have to say that felt awesome. And then I switched to a new podcast format, which you are listening to right now, in January of 2017. So I decided to switch over to a narrative style format and rebranded to Quest for Freedom. And I also switched over to posting more on my website at nataliesisson.com and moving away from the Suitcase Entrepreneur after about seven years. And I'd fallen in love with this format of narrative podcasting after listening to Startup by Gimlet Media. If you haven't heard it, I highly recommend you at least listen to the first season. And I just love the storytelling and seasonal aspect of their podcasts. Of course, they had built an entire company to produce quality podcasts and had a whole team of editors and journalists and writers behind them. But I figured I could do my own version, my Natalie Sisson style version. And I was a bit over the interview format that many people were doing. So it just felt like a good switch. I guess what I didn't really take into consideration enough is that turns out that narrative podcasts by yourself are much more work than interviewing fabulous people where you can kind of sit back and just ask great questions and get them to tell you the story. And at the same time, I guess they're beneficial because it's just you. So people are learning from you and hopefully valuing what you do. So you're putting less onto other people and more back onto yourself. In April 2016, I went on my business sabbatical, and I actually did a whole series um, or a whole season about taking a business sabbatical. On mine, I took a three-month break from all content creation and my business. And this didn't actually affect things much with my podcast, luckily, but I did quite like the break, I have to say, from having to come up with themes for the season and all the research and taking some time out from that. So after that break uh, and after the final season, I well, the final season that I felt like doing, I navigated away from that into more topical themes. So I covered off on mindset and meditation and hacking learning and productivity. So rather than seasons, it was sort of topic themes. And this helped me get my head around what to focus on. Otherwise, I could talk on so many topics under the sun, it's not funny. So the top five ranked podcasts from the Quest for Freedom to date are How to Master Your Time, Starting an E-Commerce Site from Scratch, a powerful morning routine, why money alone won't bring you happiness, and the art of decluttering your mind. And I think 11 hacks to learning more and less time was also a good one. So now I come to the finale of this final podcast, which is all about losing my podcast mojo. Post my sabbatical, I realized that my enthusiasm and desire to produce high quality content for free, but at my investment, week in and week out for years was waning. And so it leads me to this moment in time when I can quite happily walk away from seven years of committing to this amazing medium of podcasting that has brought me so much joy, happiness, and personal growth. And it also brought me new friends, connections, and insights with incredible entrepreneurs and taught me a level of work ethic and discipline like batching and organizing well ahead of time that's permeated every aspect of my business and my life. It's been profitable and pleasurable. For now, though, I'm really looking forward to listening to other people's podcasts and appreciating just what goes into theirs, knowing what I know about behind the scenes of podcasting. And at some point in the future, I have ideas for new and more targeted shows. But for now, I'm hanging up my podcasting boots with gratitude to all my listeners and supporters and gratitude to you, whether you turned up for the last episode or for the last seven years, you are the reason why I hit publish. Thank you so much for listening and know that every single episode to date will be forever available on nataliesisson.com, on The Suitcase Entrepreneur, 
iTunes, Stitcher and all the good podcast shows out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm Natalie Sisson and you've been listening to episode 49 of Quest for Freedom.